welcome back to Mini Live Podcast with what is yo co-hosts Scrapyard Sean and Mini Mike. We just uh, we just wanted to jump on here real quick. We recorded this uh, several weeks ago. We were just ch- chatting about it. Um, not that it's irrelevant anymore, but we just wanted to uh, jump on, say hello, and. Um, hope that you enjoy this episode but we just wanted to pop on say a few words about our lovely sponsor i'd like to say partnership though don't you yeah 100 percent. it's more partnership than a sponsor (laughs) it's a solid partnership i'm very happy to collaborate with uh mountainy classic uh the people over there have been so awesome if you haven't seen yeah if you haven't seen Please go check out Mountainy Classic. They're awesome. Um, and we got a sweet little discount code. What is it, Sean? So if you go to mountainyclassic.co.uk and you select any item that you do fancy, um, in the checkout area, if you type in the code MINILIFE10, you will gain a nice 10% discount from our lovely partners over at Mountainy. So go check it out. Um, go show some love. Go follow them on the Instagram as well. Uh, I believe their Instagram is just at Mountainy Classic. Um, and yeah, get yourself some decent bargains. I believe so. But the reason that I say partnership is because we've been doing some some cool stuff. And Sean has been uh, working really hard in, uh, behind the scenes to make these. I love these this style. And he's like kind of go, not going crazy with it, but like going, uh, what's the right word? Um, Variation. He, He's pull- yeah, he's pulling inspiration from a lot of different things on um, these like old advert styles and and what better way to kind of do it with the collaboration and the partnership with Mountney. And it's been really cool. He's made like one with me and my car, one with him and his car, like old punk rock style. You guys might have seen it already um, if you're watching this uh, this episode now or listening. Um, but I think it's just been really cool to watch Sean do that. and. Um, outside of just just our mini life stuff which is cool which also you can go check that out on what is it mini life 37.bigcartel.com always links are in the description if you fancy it if not i hope you enjoy our content this podcast is about when sean went to um race support with the gentleman motor racing uh is it team or club i was i was messing bear up with me, bear with me. i think it it's, is i think it's, it is the gentleman's motor racing team i was gonna say i'm pretty sure it's team <laughs> and i yeah. absolutely love that logo with the mustache and the checkered flag so cool so cool <laughs> um but i think a little birdie told me we should have uh kevin on in the next couple episodes here so stay tuned for that it'll be a good Anything, episode Anything else for the people before we roll this uh, episode? No, just um, I'm I'm not going to reiterate too much, but just to let you guys know, it was a chuffing cold day. So uh, yeah, <laughs> awesome. But otherwise, guys. enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy the episode. Yo, pull those chokes out, get those engine warms, grab a beverage, and grab your favorite snacks because we are now live on the podcast. I'm joined with my wonderful co-host Mike. Um, Mike's feeling a little bit under the weather, guys. So I'm uh, I'm taking wah, the lead wah, on this wah, one today. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Mike? You all good? Apart from the voice, uh, I'm doing. I got my midnight DJ voice going, mo, 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 mo. <laughs> Mr. Smooth, <laughs> Smooth Operator. You know, from the sounds of uh, you had a you had a pretty busy weekend, didn't you, my man? Yeah, I got the brown bottle flu. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but There's I my... have that DJ voice, so the DJ only, uh, you know, you know what they do. That's it, yeah. <laughs> they play oh, DJ mate. things. DJ things. <laughs> Start calling you the wolf, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the DJ's, the DJ's soundboard's lagging right now, so yeah, maybe, maybe later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad I'm a little bit under under the weather my voice i've lost it so it's not great for the audio um heads out there but um this is gonna be a good episode though because we both got some sweet mic well i've had a mic but uh my main man here uh upgraded his mic setup and just in time too because he just went on a sweet 
uh, rally. Uh, it was it was historic. I'll, I'll let you kind of jump into that, but historic rally with um, the motor the the motoring the gentleman's motor racing club. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll have him on the podcast soon. I've been trying to figure that out. So hopefully now we got the in with Sean going to help him out. So I'm excited to hear this. Yeah, I got the scoop, guys. <laughs> so yeah. Um... Also, we both oh, have sweet sweet hats on though. Yeah, yeah, we we are we're looking pretty fresh on the pod today. Actually, I, this, this is, is my this is called the corduroy corduroy. That's really hard to say. It's like Worcestershire <laughs> corduroy cruiser hat, the mini life corduroy cruiser hat. This is my new daily driver, dude. Look at this thing, fire! Man, the, honestly, the quality on these, I am so chuffed. I, I, I love it. It's my go-to hat now. Hundred percent, love it, dude. It's so nice. I love right. it. Look at, the, look at look at the color of it. Oh, it's like it's it's so seventies. It's unreal. It's fire, dude. Fire. Mate, Nothing looks need... better in a classic mini with this. Hundred percent. We just need those like bright yellow aviator style glasses, man, and, and we'll be, you know, peak peak retro. I'm sure I can find that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll probably sell. Uh, we'll sell, and we'll get them engraved with the little three seven in the corner. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> right, All right, brother. Should I won't we, catch we jump into this? <laughs> Let's roll. <laughs> Let's do it. So yeah, I don't know um, how many of you follow me on actual social media. But as you're probably well aware, if you do follow the Mini Life page, um, I spent a day rallying and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, as Mike said, with the Gentleman's Motor Racing Team, uh, with Kevin and his lovely co-driver Katrina, I think it's his wife as well. Um, fantastic Ooh. people. Yeah, lucky man. Um, it was absolutely fantastic, man. Honestly, it's I don't even know where to begin with any of it. There was so much which happened, um, I guess. I don't know what start from the very beginning, I guess, really. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. It's, um, Mike, what about a month ago, I think you messaged me saying, Hey man, do you want to, do you want to go on a rally experience? Well, I say experience. Do you want to be part of a, a service crew as a, as a team member? And I didn't even think of the answer. I literally just immediately messaged you back and just like, hell yeah. Just put my name down. I do already knew. You can. I should have just done it in the first one. <laughs> I waited for your answer, though. <laughs> That's it. You may. Honestly, I was so chuffed. And the, and the fortunate thing as well is it fell on my birthday weekend. So it was the best way to spend any birthday for any petrol head. It was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, Mike, Mike put my name down forwards. Um, I spoke to Kevin, Katrina, and uh, Dave, who else was on the team. And we saw backwards and forwards for about a month or so with service plans and and what the crack is what kevin needs doing on the car after each stage it was yeah it was it was really helpful actually i was so pleased that he was able to send across videos and information and stuff so that i wasn't walking in just like what the hell am i doing here you know um so kevin if you're listening i really appreciate that thank you so much you're you're an absolute lifesaver <laughs> yeah um, kevin kevin is a, a a listener he um often has sent me uh videos or pictures rather of him watching it in the in the garage while he's tinkering on the on the rally mini probably <laughs> <laughs> legend <laughs> um but yeah no it was it was awesome so be okay before i get into any of this this guy here sitting in front of me on the microphone mr mike himself i i'm not even halfway through my journey on the friday night to get down to goodwood for this and he calls me up and he's like hey i'm at the wedding I'm with all my family. I want you to do your best Texan accent. I was like, mate, you can't put me on the spot like that. Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not was... going to do it for the pod, all right? <laughs> no, no. I think you should because it was, we all busted up laughing because it was, it's, well, first of all, when I feel like British people or I, I don't know, any European that might have like a, their country's accent. And I ask them to do an American accent because I find that funny. They always do like a southern, like southern drawl type of thing. And oh yeah, <laughs> so might as well just ask them to do a Texas Texas accent. <laughs> Fortunately, I've got family in San Antonio, so it played out quite well. Luckily for me. <laughs> but yeah, no, mate, I had a hell of a journey down to Goodwood after that phone call. It took me about four hours to get down. It should have been about two and a half hours tops. Oof. Um, it, it was, you know, for, for any of our listeners in the UK, everyone knows what the M25 is like, especially on a Friday afternoon. It was that an damn absolute, M25. Like, honestly, mate, I was, I was, I was screwing. I was like, I just want to get there. I've had a day of work. I say a day of work. Um, 
but yeah it was cool um so the actual stages were the um south downs memorial stage um i think the full title is the phil collins memorial south down stages over at goodwood um and it was it was an eye opener that's for sure so i turned up at what 6 30 in the morning seven o'clock something like that well let me ask you this though you you used to be involved in rallying like you drove rally no or no, or never. like oh never. i thought you had like a little bit of a auto what is it what's called what's the autocross in the uh dirt though what do you guys do no? uh you mean like um uh yeah i'm sure it's like autocross or autogross or something like that you didn't do I, that I think, no no never never i've always uh. i mean every petrol head you know they've always had that dream of getting into motorsport and being able to do stuff um whether it's competing themselves or actually being part of a team right. with it and not everyone always gets the opportunity. So, you know, when you said about this, I was just like 100%, just, you know, sign me up, put me down for it. Um, I've been a big follower of rally for a long time. It, it, most of my life, you know, watching VHS rallies right. as a kid, that sort of stuff. Um, so I, I roughly knew what to expect when I was turning up to the event, but you never quite fully know or you're fully prepared enough for your first ever event or competition event um, as part of any member of any team. So it was a, it was complete and utter eye opener. That's for sure. Um, and like I said, because Kevin sent me the videos, fortunately for myself, I wasn't overly unaware of what was going on or what needed to be done at any certain point. So fortunately it played out very well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we, we, we arrived on site at Goodwood for about half six, seven o'clock in the morning. And I kid you not, that was cold. Second of December, like minus five, minus six, man. I was oh. not ready for that. I had no coffee in me, no caffeine. I had probably what five, six hours worth of sleep the night before. Mate, I was I was just like I was ready to throw the towel in first thing in the morning. It was that cold. <laughs> wow. Um but yeah, no, I've just a brisk morning at Goodwood. Mate, brisk is an understatement. There was frost on everything. Like I'm Ooh, sure I got out I've of the car and I had frost on my beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's makes for some great pictures. I know, like I've seen some good weather with the cars in the paddock and stuff like that. It looks so cool, mate. Honestly, it, if you ever get the chance to, to go Goodwood, whether you've been or not, it's honestly it's such a fantastic venue. It's so nostalgic there it's crazy you know even if you haven't been born in the 60s or the 70s and seen racing there you yeah. feel like you've been there all your life it's such an yeah. amazing place it's i well also I, I know i mentioned um the gentleman's motor racing team but on instagram uh i believe he has a facebook i believe he has a youtube as well he does i was um, gonna plug that right at the end for our listeners if they wanted to follow and support him um, yeah i'm gonna plug the instagram right now so if you're listening you can kind of Tech, check out some of his pictures it's uh tgmrt the gentleman's motor racing team 10w um so go go check that on instagram right now while he's chatting yeah 100 percent. go go check him out go do what you need to do with him and um go and give him some support um so yeah i arrive at site about half six seven o'clock freezing my absolute tits off um and I, i'm i'm wandering around trying to find the team and i'm just in absolute awe there is you, you name it, anything from like 19 sort of 70s all the way up until sort of brand new modern day rally cars. Oh. And uh, my my rally lust is just going wild at this very moment in time. <laughs> um, it was really cool. They had a really cool layout. So um, in the pits area, um, they had all the teams setting up, all the cars coming off the trailers. They had a separate area for tire changes. They had a separate area for uh, refueling. You weren't allowed to refuel in the pits in case there's any fires so it's contained in a separate area and then they had the waiting yeah. area and then the actual track um was all the actual stage um it was a really really cool layout so um mike uh, not mike sorry kevin even sorry kevin um he he actually messaged me the location of where they were he dropped me a pin and i was so thankful because i could have spent an entire day walking around without finding <laughs> anyone <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i turned up Said hello, said good morning to the guys. Still a little bit unsure of what's going on. 
Um, but their Mark II Mini was sat right there, right under the canopy with all the uh, the van and the service area and, and all the tools. I was just like, yes, this is this is what life should be like. You know, every day spent rallying like this would be so cool. Um, oh, mate, honestly, the, the car that Kevin and Katrina get to drive in, honestly, I was just I, I was so jealous of it. It's, it's cool as hell, man. They've got, you know, fuel cells in the back. It's got all the rally timers. Um, on the dashboard, it's just oh, it's fantastic. I think I've they got him built it. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Um, I've watched him kind of just piece this thing together over the years, and it's it's really cool. Um, and it's what kind of grass grassroots motorsports is about, man. It's like that's it. Drive it, okay? You know, earn a little money, add some more stuff. Because I feel like they recently got the the headsets and communication stuff like they, they keep piecing stuff together it's really cool it is it is a full-on rally car though it's not just like bits and bobs and dribs and drabs here and there i mean yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a full piece of kit it's fantastic yeah, yeah. to see excuse me um so yeah we um kevin talk runs through a few little things with myself introduces me to dave who's my uh, other service uh, team member who was an absolutely lovely bloke lovely to meet him um, he had an absolute wealth of knowledge for minis which was fantastic um, fortunately we didn't need too much expertise for the day thankfully um, but yeah no the guys were absolutely fantastic and the car performed absolutely amazing the entirety of the day um, so we get the car set up for the first stage I think our first stage was at like 10 past nine in the morning something like that so we had a we had about an hour or so just to sort of run through some things, get the car checked over, make sure we had fuel, make sure there was oil, tire pressures were all okay, tire condition was all good. Um, and yeah, it was get the car out, go spectate it, see what it's like on the track. Um, I'm not, I know we're going to get Kevin on here and I'm pretty sure he's going to run through some of this from his point of view. Um, but if I remember rightly, first thing in the morning where it was so frosty on the actual stages, he was struggling with braking zones and trying to find, mm. um, you know, if it's going to be too early on the brakes or too late on the brakes, especially on that ice on the floor. It was it was pretty slippy. There was a few sort of few guys, even with the full drive systems, who were still, you know, giving it a good three sixty degree sort of spin. Um, Is this like a, was it tarmac and gravel kind of combined or what? How's so, it, how did this work? What was the track I, like? Yeah, it was weird. I've never seen Goodwood be set up for a rally stage because I I know they've got their own gravel stages, I think, somewhere else that they use for um, the Festival of Speed. Okay, but yeah. This this actual competition was actually on the actual track, but they'd opened up certain areas which came mm. off the track and then back onto the track. And oh, They had a few cool. sort of, you know, pallets and chicanes made up sort of around around as well. Um, Katrina showed me all of the uh, pace notes that they had, which had a map on of the circuit, which was really cool. Um, so, you know, sort of, you know, 300 yards, uh, six right or a six left or four left or anything like that, which was really cool to see. Um, and for those that don't know, can can you kind of explain that? I, and I, I, I'm not 100% sure because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong or if you know, like uh, it's like one through six but six could be a really hard right or six could be an easy one and one could be hard. Like don't, it just depends on yeah. how they want to ride it. Yeah. How, that's they, it. how you guys like, however it works in your head, I guess. Yeah. So I think each team does it ever so slightly different, but there is a generic, you know, you'll have the steering wheel and if you've turned it on, I don't know, an inch to two inches, that's probably a, a, a one. Right. And then further around you go, it'll be higher number or lower the number. I can't remember which way around it is now. Yeah, um, well, I feel like they. I, I feel like I heard. I don't know. People are probably bashing their heads right now, but I feel probably, like I heard. Yeah. Depending, like if we, if I was driving, I'm like, oh, I, I think in my head six is a very difficult turn. So, but some people might, you know, do it the other way, and they they say yeah. six is an easy turn or or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I could I be mean, wrong I, though. I think I think the easiest way of looking at it is is the same as a clock. You know, how far you've got to turn a steering wheel to oh, get it to six see? o'clock. So yeah, I think okay. I think that's the generic sort of way of doing it. But again, I think every other go. team does it slightly different anyway. Sure, sure. Uh, All right, that yeah, makes no, sense. It was, it was it was really cool insight to see sort of Katrina's pace notes, see the map layout of the actual course and stages. Um, again, sort of real real eye opener with it all. And it was absolutely honestly, I just 
I've no idea where to begin with any of this because there was so much which happened and what was going on around me. Um, like when we went to spectate, Kevin and Katrina were sat in the waiting or the holding area um, to line up for the, the stage start for, for quite a while because there's a, I think there was 52 competitors there. Wow. Um, so whilst we were waiting, you know, we, we've gone up to the actual stages. We've, we've gone and spectated a lot of the other cars going through the chicanes, doing the, you know, the, the right-hand turns and the left-hand turns and the sort of hairpin stuff. Honestly, the, the guys were just absolutely giving it. I mean, I know it's competition and everyone normally does, but to be that close and to experience cars of that sort of level and pedigree, even at a clubman level, was insane. Um, there was a 306 Maxi who was just giving it the balls all day long. Um, downshifts, you know, with the um, dog boxes and whatnot and the straight cut gears. It was just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Such an experience. Oh, mate, the noises were fantastic. Mm. How about this? What? I, you said how many cars were there. Were there different classes? I'm assuming he's not going against a full-blown you know rally car from today you know yeah the vintage so, class that he was in or what i'm not too sure how many classes and what classes there were um but i believe we probably would have been in what would be known as the historic class because there was um like i said anything from modern day rally cars so a lot of r5 fiestas were there you had a lot of front wheel drive rear wheel drive four wheel drive um again stuff from like the 60s and the 70s you had stuff mm. from 80s and 90s all the way up to 2020s it was yeah it was it was really interesting to sort of see it play out like that because we all play the games um on rallying um but you never get to see it all put together with everything you know sort of seeing a, a 1960s 1970s mini right next to an r5 biesta was just so mind warping and bending to you know to me it was it was cool to see very so, cool yeah i mean even like even when people were warming the cars up putting them on idle giving them a little blip back down to idle oh, i was just on oh, my senses were just here there and absolutely bloody everywhere <laughs> yeah i mean i think i don't honestly i don't know how big rallying is in in the united states because i don't i don't you know, hear about well, events like this very often. But I know you guys have be... got the um, ARA Championship, um, yeah, the American Rally Association Championship, which has got a huge following thanks right. to uh, people like Ken Block, Leah Block, um, Travis Pastrana. Travis Pastrana. I think there's a couple of BMXs which are now doing it. Um, it's yeah, I think it's got a big following out there now. Yeah, yeah, but. Um... That's kind of like pro stuff, though, no? Or is there there's there's entry level? I, I I don't know. I really don't know. I don't hear about it very often. I know, um, you know, yeah. I, I don't know anybody that rallies their rallies their um, classic mini. I know a lot of people have um, race car minis, but that's track stuff. So yeah, this is very interesting to me because I've always loved rallying. I've never really followed it. But anytime I see it on TV, I'm like, oh, this it's just cool. It's like, it's like almost. Uh, this could be controversial, but like, it's just the thrill of it. Like, those guys are going flat out, and around the corner, if you make one move, you're into a, a side of a tree that's not moving. You know, like it's not a safe track. Well, that's it. I mean, safe. You know what I mean? But <laughs> we all know what it's like. You know, putting your foot down in a mini and thinking, damn, I feel absolutely exposed and vulnerable right now. But imagine doing that flat out, you know, 100 or, or you know, 90, 95 to 100 in a classic mini on a forest stage or something like that. That is absolutely terrifying when you think about it and when you sort of see it and experience it as well. Just incredible that the, the amount of the amount of balls that people have to have to do it in a classic mini rather than a modern day rally car. Yeah. When you've got a lot they more barely, safety features. They barely fit in the cabin. Right, <laughs> you know, just to, gotta it. have a, an extra bucket seat for those bad boys. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! All right, well, tell me then, um, kind of what your your role is as kind of like a, the technical support team, or 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 you know, I know you kind of briefly went over it. Was it only after each stage you you had specific tasks that you had to check off? Yeah, so. Every time the car came back from stage, 
we had to make sure tire pressures were all okay. There was still fuel ready enough, uh, sorry, full enough to go back for the next stage or if we needed to take it to the uh, refueling station. Uh, things like checking, you know, general maintenance, checking the oil, making sure the engine's running over absolutely fine, making sure that there's no damage that's going to cause any potential hazards upon the actual stage as well for the other competitors. Yeah. Um, making sure, you know, all the glass is absolutely clean and smeary free so that the driver and co-driver can actually see where they're going on the stage as well. Um, so yeah, every time they came back from a stage, Dave and myself would be hustling like mad for the next sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, just meticulously going through things. Um, there was one point where Kevin came back from a stage and he said, look, I can hear something almost like it was dragging or rubbing or, you know, something wasn't quite right. So Dave and myself went around the car, we checked all the tires, checked all the, uh, the wheel wells, made sure there was nothing hanging off underneath. Um, making sure all the nuts and bolts were absolutely tight, you know, brakes weren't rubbing, the pads were okay, that sort of stuff. Uh, and it turned out that uh, Kevin was experiencing his mud flap scraping on the floor as he's uh, going around the corners. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving it the beans. Those mud flaps are real close to the ground too. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're pretty much almost dragging, but the, uh, the only... The only the only way we found that out was um, sort of later on after after the stages. We had we had an inkling that it was the mud flaps, but we couldn't quite pinpoint it to be that. Um, and I sent some videos in our group chat to Kevin and the team after the stage after the day had been done. And one of the videos I sent, you could see the mud flap dragging across the floor <laughs> as we went and around the corner. If we had noticed that, we could have pinpointed it to that and not worried, you know, throughout the day, really. But you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, I guess. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. That's funny. But yeah, so, no, it's sorry. Go on. No, I was gonna say. So how many? How many? Um, uh, now I'm drawing blank on the word that we were just using. How many? Uh... How many stages? Stages. Thank you. I was um, say... So <laughs> I lost. I lost count of out after six. Uh, I think oh wow! Us, yeah, I think that took us up to what two two o'clock, three o'clock in the day, something like that. I've got a funny suspicion. I think there was like nine or ten stages throughout the day. Wow. Um, okay. Which was pretty full on. You know, it's we stopped for what hour hour and a half for lunch um in between the stages which was quite nice but throughout most of the day when the team or kevin and katrina came back from each stage i think we had about i don't know half an hour 40 minutes tops um to get the car ready and out for the next stage by the time we'd finished service um and we had a little sort of talk and a, a you know sort of a, a recollected of each other and, and see where we're at um kevin and katrina were getting their you know the fire guard stuff on the helmets back on and getting the comms all set back up and back in the car and off off out they went again so it's it's it was non-stop um the the really funny thing is is whenever we had downtime you sort of looked around the pit area the other teams and they were all constantly busy and then whenever we were busy they had their downtime and it was oh. it was so bizarre dave dave sort of walked up next to me and he goes it's weird to see how you know how much there is going on all at the same time um everyone's in their own little bubble but at the end of the day they're still there for the same reason it's it's a very bizarre concept if you're not used to it or you know used to experiencing it really right Interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've never been a part of anything like that. So um, I I would imagine there's a lot to check um, each each stage, and especially like you, like you said, he's hearing a noise. You you could go. There's a, a ton of things that could be wrong. Oh it, um, yeah, the list could be endless by that point. Um, fortunately, the, you know the arms on the back of the mini on the subframes. Yeah, we. I thought at one point it might have been that um because it looked like it had a fresh sort of mark on the arm from the tire oh but fortunately on the inside of the tire you couldn't see any scrub marks or anything like that i think it was just a a, a random clean spot on the back of that arm fortunately <laughs> <laughs> um uh. 
but no, Dave, Dave and I jacked the back of the car up. Uh, we double checked everything, and yeah, fortunately, it, it was just the mud guard scraping against the floor, which was very lucky. Um, Kevin did, however, have a little bit of a moment very, very early on during the day. Um, again, if some of you were viewing the uh, the social media stories on Instagram, you would have seen Kevin hit a pallet. Uh, I don't mean to be dirty on the podcast, Kevin, but it's all part of rallying, isn't it? <laughs> that that pallet came out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm sure they moved it. <laughs> yeah, they moved it. It was yeah, not it. there on that that first stage. That's it. So yeah, they. I mean, again, it was all down to I think what Kevin was saying. It was all down to his braking distances and not knowing because of the ice. So he was. A lot of drivers that day were toying with where the braking distances were. Uh, and unfortunately for Kevin, he he came away with a little bit of a battle scar. So, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, however, though, it was just a dent in the front wing. So it's easily repaired. Um, I think Kevin's going to have a go at, at, you know, sort of dabbling at, at knocking the dent out by hand and getting it all straight out again. So hopefully that should be on a YouTube video that he's, he'll be doing, which would be good to see. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely gave it a nice little boo-boo. I mean... What are you gonna do? It's a race car. You're gonna you're gonna pull the wing off and repaint it and put a new one on. No, exactly. Yeah, it's not terrible. I mean, you could get in there easily with that wheel well and just you know pop it out yeah. and make it look good enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the the handy thing as well was it didn't affect the the light ring, the chrome ring. Um, yeah. It knocked the bumper off the actual you know the studs where you put the nut on for the uh, for the chrome bumpers. It did yeah. knock that, and it did knock the overrider a little bit as well. But there's yeah, nothing that, that, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you do follow Rally, cable ties and duct tape are your best friend. Yeah, right. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was just a case of, you know, duct tape the light back on. I mean, it wasn't hanging off, but just as a, a, a precaution, duct tape around the light ring and cable tie the bumper back on. Hopefully nothing falls off and nothing did fall off. So it served its purpose. It was still safe for it to go out on stages. And yeah, it, it held is well. Is he running? Is he, speaking of kind of crashes and things like that, is he running glass lights, glass windshield or windscreen for you guys? Yeah. It's all glass? It's all glass. I was, I was, I was at least expecting, you know, sort of plastic lenses on the light covers or something like that. But no, it's, it's all, it's all glass. Um, I don't know if that's due to regulations because of the his, you know, sorry, the, uh, the well, historic. He's got to get that black X like I got. I don't even rally <laughs> and I have that. No, <laughs> I mean, I've got it on the Outlaw as well, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Kevin, what are you doing, yeah, man? Yeah, you're letting us down, Every, man. Come on. Everyone knows you put the black X's on the lights, all right? Surely. I mean, you want to look good as well, right? <laughs> you know how many people at, like, car meets ask me about that? Like, why, do, why, is, why is there tape on your lights i was like because it's a rally car <laughs> idiot <laughs> yeah god sh- surely you should know right stupid <laughs> don't you see I mean, that this is a rally car this is the race problem car, is, man. the problem the problem is with people like myself who do it we're just absolute posers who want to be rally drivers that's yes. the problem Yep. You know, I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> nope. It looks cool. Race cars are cool. That's why. 100%. That's why I, I, I painted a damn number on my door because it looks cool. Well, exactly. It might not look cool because I didn't do a great job, but I was after the coolness factor of race car. 100%. It's just saying. Every, everyone knows race cars life. Surely. Yeah. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, it was, it was bloody good. The, um, the rally really came alive for myself when it became sort of dusk tonight. Ooh, yeah. That was when the atmosphere changed and everyone was, you know, on it at that point. Um, everyone knew the layout, um, of the course. So it was just rely on your pace notes and just give it one last sort of big blast and it was it was so cool to see the um the the pit area was awesome at that point because everybody had all the big rally light pods on the front of the cars oh uh, yeah which is which is rallying you know when everyone thinks of rally cars you just immediately think of you know audi quattros the 205 t16s with the big rally pod lights on the front giant um, lights yeah yeah that's it and and kevin and katrina's mini was no different either they had such a cool setup 
which I'm sorry, Kevin, but I am going to take and I'm going to use for my own car at this point. It was so cool. <laughs> so Kevin and Katrina set up. Uh, they had the the two little grill pins for that quick release, which was cool anyway. Um, but they've got, instead of the generic um, extra lights, uh, like the little seven-inch um, spotlights, they right. actually had LED bars, but they had a, a singular LED bar in the middle of the grill. And then they had two smaller sort of box looking ones, which stuck out to the side so that they could see where the turning, uh, where the clipping points were for when they're turning. Um, and God damn, they were bright. <laughs> they did their job for sure. <laughs> Mate, I, I, I helped them. So at the end of one of the services, when we're going out for the night stages, they um, they gave me a little flash with the uh, with the LED bars, <laughs> and stupid me was looking directly at it in the pitch black. <laughs> my, honestly, I was sitting there, I was patching all the little black dots in my eyes for bloody ages. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! Um, so, how long does a stage last? Like, if when he when it's like boom, all right, Kevin, go. How long does that? lap is that so, what, what, what is it a, is it called the stage is it called a lap is it called a so it, called? it was a bit weird because it wasn't your typical rally stage you know right. from point a to point b this right. was more like point a and then your point b was basically point a again right um, the finish line i guess yeah to a certain it degree a... um they had like their, their start stop positions anyway but because it was on the circuit they had two laps um for each stage basically um, which made things in my in, well in my mind it made things a little bit like it's a bit weird surely it's you know you drive from one destination to another the service team follows you and meets you there that's that's what i was expecting right um but it was nice that we didn't have to travel alongside and, and try and race up to meet them to then do the service so i yeah. feel very fortunate that we uh i got quite lucky that we didn't have to do that well, so how long was, did that stage last lap lap i guess or laps um how long did that take after they've been in the holding area and they actually, you know, had the five, four, three, two, one, and pin it, it was it wasn't that long, honestly. A couple of minutes and they were they were back. Okay, yeah. It, um, you know, most most cars, most of the time was spent in the holding area waiting for yeah. other competitors to get up to that point of three, two, one, go. Right, um, right, right. But and this is solely judged on time, right? Yes. Yeah. So the quicker your time, the better it is, basically. Um, there is time penalties given, right. uh, you know, full starts or if you run over your service time. Um, right. So fortunately, Kevin devised a fantastic idea of having like a, um, a whiteboard or a marker board um, in the pit area for us, which had a, a giant, I kid you not, this thing was like a 12-inch wheel, a giant 12-inch sort of Rolex-looking clock. Yeah. Um, and we marked down when the team needed to be out of the service area and then when the team needed to be at the point in the waiting area ready to go, basically. So when we were going through the services, you know, again, checking all the tires, checking the fuel, that sort of stuff, it was a real sort of handy thing to have because we could manage time a lot better and a lot easier. Uh, there was a lot of teams which didn't have boards like that that I saw. So I don't know how they, they got about it, if they were just more conscious of time or, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I've seen, um, obviously, I've watched Rally before. I've seen, you know, Time Penalty and stuff like I think, actually, there's a couple pretty good, like, documentaries. I think on, um, uh, recently I watched on Travis Pastrana, I think, on one of his, and it was um, super cool to watch. But, um, or even Ken Block had one recently, not too long ago was it yeah is it uh go fast can risk everything on you is that what it was it, called yeah i think i believe that's actually up for an award i'm not sure if that's the one i'm thinking about but i definitely did watch that one which was really cool mm. um because yeah, there were obviously s- certain times where they you know clip something they got to fix it etc you only it. have so much time yeah i mean this is this is what we were joking about in the service area you know if we had a drive shaft go and we only had half an hour to get the car out and ready again it was like at that point what do you do you know do you do you just call it a day boys or do we try and and get it done for the stage is fortunately we didn't have to get to that that. point but yeah you'd you'd have to at least give it a go surely 
See, this is where it comes in handy not having a Honda swap because you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, man, that that's a uh, that's super cool, man. What was your favorite part? Oh, I, I honestly, that's I a don't. Toughie. Yeah, it, it really was. It, there, there was a moment in the day where I just stood there. We, we'd done the service, the car had gone out, and I just I stood in the middle of the pit area with everything and the chaos going on around me. And I just I was just looking. I just silent looking around and it was just like, Yeah, this is this is everything I hoped it would be and more. Um <laughs> a bit of an embarrassing moment in the day though, rather than a favourite part of the day. Uh-oh. I mean it's still it's still a favourite part of the day, I guess. But um again, because it was my birthday weekend. Kevin, Katrina, and Dave, and, and the team. I I didn't realize they knew too much that it was my birthday weekend. I think it'd been thrown around loosely, but we finished service for the lunchtime one, and um, the team were very very helpful by sort of providing lunch as well, which was lovely of them. So thank you for cooking those uh, those lovely German sausages, guys. Um, but yeah, I, I started to sort of. Um, just, just to give, you know, just give the car another sort of check over, check that the fuel cells are okay. It's not leaking fuel from the AN lines, that sort of stuff. And I get, I get a tap on the shoulder and it's Kevin. Um, and <laughs> he's, he's only going to give me a birthday badge and a birthday cake, um, <laughs> to help celebrate the, the birthday. So Kevin, wow. Katrina and Dave and the rest of the, uh, the Isle of Wight boys, thank you so very much for that. That was, uh, that was such a, a moment. Uh, it's as embarrassing as it was. I, I really did enjoy it. What's a birthday badge? So it's just a badge, and it just says "Happy Birthday." And then, yeah, <laughs> for the rest of the day, I had to wear it on the overalls. <laughs> you had to. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a written rule. It's an unwritten rule, right? <laughs> Outside of the mini, mm-hmm. what was your favorite car there? Oh man, you can't do that to me. You can't do that to me. There was um, got me some cool cars, mate. Honestly, that right, we'll, level... we'll break it. We'll break it up. What was your favorite vintage car versus like more modern car? I know there's probably like okay, yeah. a ton of genres, but um... so to put things into perspective, just briefly, um, Kevin and Katrina's mini was the only mini there the entire day. The rest wow. of it was things like, you know, your Mark II Escorts, your Volkswagen Golf, Mark IIs, uh, Vauxhall Novas, Peugeot 106s, that sort of stuff in terms of like the historic stuff. Um, I think for me, it was the Opel Manta. Um, real sort of nostalgic 70s, 80s Opel Manta, sort of 400 looking with the actual dealership uh, team livery on. And it was so cool. Oh, yeah, it was. It's it's always been one of my dream cars to own, or at least you know, sort of drive and and see. So to actually see one in competition was really cool. A um, couple of little Vauxhall Nova boys with the one point four liters, uh, <laughs> absolutely screaming. They were they were cool. Everyone loves an a, uh, Mark II Escort uh, with the two liter or two point five Millington and BDA lumps. That was that was really cool to hear. There was a couple of Irish boys there, and they were just giving it the guns all day long. So fair play to them. <laughs> Um, in terms of the newer stuff, uh, there was an R5 Skoda Fabia there, which really tickled my fancy. Um, it was sort of like a, a matte black and a matte white sort of livery uh, style on it. And I've always had a bit of a soft spot for those. So to see an actual R5, okay, all wheel drive, four wheel drive, stripped out, caged, you know, gussets, that sort of stuff. It was just, yeah, this is, this is a cool, cool car to, to be able to drive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure that you're geeking out hard on all that. Mate, seriously. <laughs> I mean, you, you know how much of a rally nut I am. But yeah, no, yeah. I, was, I was 100% geeking out so badly. Um, and I now, wasn't even ashamed of it. <laughs> is there, um, was this just strictly grassroots or were there people that can join that are pro-am or, or what is it? So I think, not sure. I think, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, Kevin, Kevin and Katrina were able to sort of fill us in with more information with this but i believe you will still have to have um a you know a you you sort of rally license whether it's i don't know group right. b uh you know group a license group b license whatever it is um to be able to enter that competition because it's still msa events um 
so you still got to follow the rules and the regulations and whatnot with it. So it still right. be classed as that. But I think it was a clubman level. Um, yeah, it's awesome. just. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to ask Kevin and Katrina when we get them on on the podcast, which we are trying to to get on. It's just we're trying to find the right time and the right date for for Kevin to to jump on board. Yep, I've said that many times. It's very difficult to schedule, especially with time zones, mm. work, etc. So, you know, maybe I could do it uh, after work one day, but then it's in the middle of the night for you guys, or you know, that's it. <laughs> so that's it. I mean, if it's a Friday night, we'll we'll, we'll be able to sort it out. No problem. We got the weekend yeah. then, didn't we? <laughs> we'll figure it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> But no, honestly, awesome, man, I'm super happy that you got to go. Um, no, I, I saw him. It. Yeah, I saw him post that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Sean for sure." So, <laughs> no, honestly, I no idea how the distance of anything. I was just like, "Yeah, just you, man, you can make it, that." Even if it was a 12 hour journey, I would have still made the journey to just go and do it. It's it's, yeah. it's been a life dream to go off and experience a rally day like that. Um, it's, so I appreciate it, man. Thank you. It was like what you said, though. It's. Um, when you're standing there just taking it all in, that's when you know something's cool or you're you're in the right spot. Um yeah. that that feeling not having to be on your phone or connected exactly. to anything and this and you're just enjoying yourself. You're out there. Um it's a tough one too, because you want to like take pictures and it's so easy to now with our phones take pictures to remember it or videos because it's it's just like fun. But um something about putting your phone away and just taking in the moment. A hundred percent. Love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. It's it's one of those things, you know, you you've you've gotta stand back, take a deep breath, and just like you say, take everything in and take every opportunity that you, you possibly can as well. Um opportunities are very sort of far and few between in life. So when you do get an opportunity like this, you've got to take it with both hands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean I think I I hope this is a stepping stone for us and many life and trying to get involved more in the automotive scene racing um you know i've I've said a million times i want to try to you know do some sort of racing i don't know if i'll be able to but something but going to these events at least and experiencing whether we're helping out a team that's it or uh you know being there as media and and coming back and uh, doing a podcast like this uh i think a lot of our listeners, they love minis, but they love cars and they love vintage racing and things like that. So um, I'm super happy that you got to go and experience this. And hopefully we can kind of uh, segue this into more events in 2024. Definitely, man. I mean, it's it's all about exposure, isn't it? You know, teams, teams need support at the end of the day, whether you're a clubbing level or if you're full-time professional level everyone still needs support regardless so if anyone is listening and they do want us to be giving you guys a hand even if it's just making a damn cup of tea on an event you know mike and i, I don't would, know would i don't know happy. how to do that though oh come on mike surely <laughs> <laughs> i drink coffee over here <laughs> coffee <laughs> coffee <laughs> but no <laughs> If, well, if at this anyone... point, I've pretty much changed everything on my uh, my classic mini, so I, I'm good That's at it. washing windshields. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all part of being the same. You know, it, at the end of the day, the driver's got to see, the co-driver's got to know where exactly they are on the track or, or the stage or course or whatever. So, you know, it's it's the smallest of things that matter in a team. That Those tiny little bits of details that everyone sort of oversights or oversees that doesn't really sort of think about it all plays within that role yeah so be sweet just kind of maybe i'll talk to you off air about this i had a little ping moment you know a little light bulb moment I mean, we'll, we'll chat about it later so. <laughs> i look forward to it <laughs> anything else for the people definitely go check out the gentleman's motor racing team instagram probably facebook yes youtube the gentleman's I, motor racing if, team. Sorry, Mike. Um, if anyone does want to help support Kevin and Katrina and the team, they do take donations, whether it's, you know, a pound, five pounds, 10 pounds, every yep. little bit helps to help them get towards their end goal of, you know, as any motorsport tourist um, wants to go professional and full time. So it will go towards things like um, 
seats and it does comms, go towards the car. It's, it's such a yeah. good you know good donation to put in for for the team and they they deserve it they work so bloody hard for it as well yeah yeah I, I, that's like i said i've been following them on um obviously instagram and, and youtube for a while and um i i do remember they'll they'll be like hey thank you and they list all the people you just bought us the communication system or that's it well, new I'll, seat I'll, or whatever it is you know light I'll, bar I was actually chat, uh, chatting to Ian over in Ireland, Cooper S Traveller that we've had on uh, yep. previous episodes, and he was saying he's he's put in a donation to help buy Katrina's uh, co-driver seat. And I was looking at the car during the event, and they've actually, in stitching, got the list of people who have donated towards that seat. Oh, cool. Which was really cool. And then on the side of the car, they had uh, a fire extinguisher with a list of names that people helped to yeah. donate for the extinguisher. So if you do want your name on the car, which who doesn't? Yeah, um, official sponsor of the car. That's it, exactly. So go be a sponsorship. Go help the team out. Go give them the support and the love that they need because they are absolutely fantastic people and they deserve it. 100%. 100%. Right, it sounds like your voice is going, Mike. I know it's almost gone, so maybe we'll wrap this <laughs> should up. We, should we call this a day? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, go follow Mini Life Thirty Seven on Instagram. Uh, hit the, uh, I think it's follow on uh, Spotify. Most people listen on Spotify, whatever platform you're listening on. Click the follow button for us. Leave us a five star review. Review if you think we're worthy. If not, then just don't review. But I think we're actually we have like almost thirty five star reviews right now. Damn, so we're, we're doing, doing something well. right. Must be. <laughs> Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you guys. And um, go grab a uh, corduroy, corduroy Worcestershire cruiser hat. <laughs> and I will catch you guys on the next one. See you later, guys. Cheers. Cheers.